everybody welcome to the generational divide podcast with jason pasigan and steve flores but what if it's what if it's they're not listening it in the morning what if they're listening to it at night <laughs> good evening everyone this your, is this is jason pasigan from the generational divide from the generational divide you ruined that stroke you just ruined it every, every time just make me cry one day me depressed inside and just make me want to like Throw up. Yeah. Well, most. Of, I mean, it's just retribution because most of the time I have to drink after these podcasts to forget <laughs> what you've told me. Hey, what I tell you is interesting. <laughs> I spice up your life, you know. Uh, spice is an, is one way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah, spice. <laughs> so we actually haven't recorded in two weeks because he went on vacation. Yeah. Where'd and you you're go? about to go on vacation. Yeah, I'm going to right? Northern California. Yeah. Yeah, and we we should have recorded twice this week. I don't know if it's next week or the week after. <sighs> but we'll record. We'll record twice. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Don't worry. Teenagers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which is like most of our audience. Literally, <laughs> I, I don't know why it's you're all of our about audience. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally. Yeah, and that's why it's teenagers. called the generational divide. Yeah, because he's old. Anyways, um, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, how was that? Tell us about your little experience. Oh yeah. So I went up to bit. a place called Cambria. And uh, it's like a trip that my my mom kind of organized. Yeah. And so she used to take us up to Cambria a lot when we were younger, mm-hmm. you know, because it was like a nice, cheap place. You could drive there in a day. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't remember any of it, which kind of freaks me out. It makes me think like, oh, maybe there's some kind of like repressed memories or something of yeah. that place. Sounds like trauma. So I was kind of nervous of going back there because like, why don't I remember this place at all? She's like, you've been there like... Four or five times. Like, how do you not remember any of it? Did you um, reawaken any distant, disturbing memories? No. Luckily, I didn't. Luckily, it was all, like, it all went pretty smoothly. Yeah. But I couldn't remember that place. You know, like, if you put a gun to my head and you're like, all right, remember the hotel, right? What's the entrance look like? I'd be like, you might as well just pull that trigger. <laughs> this, is not, this is not going to be successful. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like a nice little quiet town. It's got like this little downtown area that yeah. has like little, little nice shops. It's very like hippie vibes, artistic community. You Are know? you a hippie? Uh, no, definitely not. Oh, we're artists. Yeah. This is yeah, technically art. So. Yeah. Where yeah. we could say that I can put on my resume that I'm an artist. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I feel like, like I don't know why I feel that feels weird to say. Like, oh, it's an artist. Like oh. you're you're doing some kind of an art form. Because you're, this is art. This what we have to hear is art. Yeah, it just feels like if I if I'm gonna call myself an artist, I should just be walking around in Birkenstocks and homemade shirts. You know? Like, why not? Yeah, I'm just not into any of that. You know? Enough, <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like I should not shower for a couple of weeks well, before disgusting. I can call myself an artist. I should. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's stop top of the show stuff. Let's start doing all this top of the show stuff. How was the longest you've gone without showering? Oh, that's a good question. I'm trying to think. I usually take showers every day. I have gone 
maybe a couple days, two or three days without showering. Like in your entire life? Yeah. Only two or three days? Yeah, I think so. Oh, so you're not a disgusting, revolting creature. No, no. I'm, I'm actually very clean. Like, I, I like feeling clean. Like, I'll take a, you know, back before kids, this was like a while ago. Yeah. Uh, I used to exercise like two, two times a day. You know, I would go and I'd do like some yoga in the morning. Like this, we're talking about the summers, not like, mm-hmm. like during the, the school year. During the school year, it was, it was tough. But uh, in the school years, I would work on the weekends or whenever we had breaks, whatever. But I would try to get into a day. So I'd go do yoga in the mornings, in the morning time. And then I would go again and do jujitsu in the afternoon. Jujitsu Kaisen? Yeah, sure. <laughs> jujitsu Kaisen. Bringing up anime. Oh, you actually knew that reference. Yeah. Oh, nice. I watched the first season. I know there's like a movie or something I that know, I have I not know. watched. But watch yeah. But, I um, Dragon Ball. Yeah. But, oh, I see. <laughs> Product placement. Sponsor. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by... Something. Something. <laughs> I'm not sure yet. Why'd you break your coaster? I don't... It was just next. These are re- disposable, dude. They're All right, fine. anyways. Okay. So, um... <laughs> yeah, but I, I, would, I would shower after every single time. So I'd take like two showers a day. That's unhealthy for you, actually. Fun fact. Yeah, because you ruin your like... <laughs> you don't care? I, I like feeling clean. Yeah. Yeah, I would... Uh, I know you, you have like flora or whatever on your skin. and it, But when you're doing jujitsu, you got to keep in mind that your flora is rubbing up against somebody else's flora. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to think of my floor rubbing against anyone else's floor. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. There was multiple you. times where I'm just like, you know, you know, you, it's grappling, grappling with somebody, and they'll be on top, and I'll just see like the the sweat start to pour. You see their flora and, and on just top start of to you? like hit me in the in the forehead their flora, and get in my eyes their, and stuff. <laughs> their flora flops yeah. on you and like gets in your eyes. There's a lot of like liquid swapping, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it, it's like, I don't know, like, you get used to that stuff. Like, ah, yeah. Did you ever get a ringworm? No. Luckily, I have not. Yeah. I know it goes around. Luckily, at our gym, we've never had, like, a breakout or anything. People are there pretty clean. And plus, most of the guys there are kind of, like, just weekend warriors, you know? <laughs> oh. Like, we're not, like, like, nobody's, like, trying to enter in competitions and try to win, you know? Yeah. Like, they have this thing called the World's Competition. Mm-hmm. And we've had some guys compete. I've competed in that, and you know, but like, you know, I'm always eliminated in like the first or second round because, <laughs> you know, because I'm going up against guys that are like, you know, really fit and that are like just do it like all the time, mm-hmm. and yeah, you know, like and so, and I'm just like, oh, I try to try to show up whenever I want, you know, whenever I can. Yeah, you know, I was supposed to go today actually. What happened? Uh, this. <laughs> You're the one who suggested to do it today. Yeah, I know because I didn't have any other days. Because tomorrow I'm going to be out, uh, and then on Friday I'm getting my crown installed. So it's like a fake tooth. It's going to be my second fake tooth. Damn, you're old. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, when you put it like that, it sucks. But yeah, like my grandma has like no teeth whatsoever. She has like the oh my god, the it's fake chompers. You. Yeah, I know it is because we had, you know. My mom didn't know anything about, like, oh, dentistry or, like, what's a good dentist. Like, literally, we would drive from Whittier, where we, you know, where we lay it, lived mm-hmm. for most of our lives, all the way to, like, Huntington Park. Yeah. 
you know, and not even into like a center. It's literally you drive into a neighborhood and in the middle of a regular neighborhood, there's like a dental office that's been set up in a regular house. (laughs) Hey, yeah. And then you go in and you see like, oh, there's wood paneling everywhere, which, you know, even even when I was going, I was like, damn, this seems old. Like wood paneling went out in like the 70s. Nobody has wood paneling anymore. And then and then, you know, you would go there and you would see like all, you know, like, oh, here's where he got the his dental degree. From the you know University of Guadalajara, yeah. You know? <laughs> and then like some for some reason every time I went, you know I had new cavities, and I think this guy was just like trying to milk my, my you know the insurance for money, because mm-hmm. every time they have to do a filling or any of that stuff, they just like, you know, they charge them. Did you even take care of your teeth though? Yeah, I, I thought yeah, <laughs> I like maybe I you know I flossed, I brushed two times a day. It's more than most people. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, you probably got scammed. Yeah. And then so like now if you look at my x-rays, it's like all fillings. It's all metal, you know, and they're falling out. Like the reason why I got my other fake tooth was like 10 years ago, I was, I bit into a cookie and then like I bit again and then, you know, as I was chewing, I bit and I was like, (sighs) and it was something hard that I like, it was like I, I bit a rock, right? And I was just like, oh, that that sucked, and then I spit it out. It was my my filling for my molar had just popped off, right? And then I had to go over to the dentist, and they're like, "Dude, this tooth was mostly filling. <laughs> like, there's no way I could fix this. You're like, you're gonna have to get a crown. You're gonna have to get a fake tooth." I was like, "Ah, oh, damn it, this sucks." So then th- that's where I got my first crown. Aww. Yeah, and then this one. Steve's first crown. I know. And this one, like, I just had mouth pain, like chewing pain for a couple months. Yeah. And then I was just like, all right, like, let's check it out. And they're like, oh, yeah, your, your whole root is, is screwed up. So <laughs> I had a root canal. Nice. And now I'm going to get a fake tooth on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, makes me Dentist feel really Adventures. Old. Yeah. For yeah. me. So last thing before we get into today's topic I was supposed to get my driver's license <laughs> last week. So a little How'd story. How'd that go, Jason? So I didn't fail, but I also didn't pass. Because I didn't <laughs> But he also take didn't it. succeed. Because That's I didn't right. take it. But it wasn't my fault. <laughs> so fun fact, um, uh, we were going to rent a, a Corolla because the cars were unavailable during the day I set it up. So we're renting a Corolla, and they gave us a free upgrade. They gave me a Dodge Challenger. And it was fancy. so nice. Uh, here's a picture of it right here uh, with me with it. I miss it so much. I wish I could have it back, but I can't because I'm not rich. Anyways, I drove that around for like five hours, six hours, like in total. Like my dad kind of forced me to drive before it. And I drove a little alone with it with some friends. And it was so nice. It was so nice. And I was like, uh, but it was kind of wider. And then it was kind of Yeah, heavier. it's like driving a boat. Yeah, but yeah. I, I was driving it good. And my dad was like impressed. I was like, all right. So we get to the um, DMV. This is after like so a whole day worth of driving. Get to the DMV, no registration. <laughs> I was a little, I was a little butthurt. Well, not really. I was a lot, but I was actually pissed off in, in reality. I actually was actually really furious. I, I was ha- actually, I was the most mad I've been. Very I was the most mad I've been in like years. Okay. <laughs> so I didn't do anything. I just just kept it in and I got over it. I made him, I made my, my dad felt really bad. So I wasn't like, he wasn't like being mean about it or anything. He just felt bad. He was kind of annoyed with himself too. 
because you like waste money on a rental and like you know waste time <laughs> time off work. So um, basically, long story short, I was a little annoyed and I had a headache after. And he was leaving to go home, and I was like, "Hey, want to go get dinner?" He's like, "Sure." I was like, "All right." And then I felt better after that. Yeah. Felt better after dinner. Fancy dinner. It wasn't fancy dinner. It was, it was happy hour. Yeah, happy hour. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, so yeah. He that, described it to me as hap, as a fancy dinner. I didn't say fancy. You know? mm-hmm. Anyways. Like a nice, anyways. A nice one. Anyways. I was picturing him in a dress and everything. Like. <laughs> anyways. Um, so, yeah, that was that. Was that. I'm, I, wanted, I was supposed to drive here today. I was supposed to drive a lot of places last weekend and a lot of places this week, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully I get my license before the trip so I can help drive. <laughs> so, um, or else we have a line driver. Yeah, that sucks. I've been in that position. You know, we had a conference once where it was like a group of teachers that had to drive up to Monterey Bay. Yeah. Right? And so the district has like these vans that you just check out and then you can go to a conference and then check it back in. Mm-hmm. But you got to like submit all this paperwork just to drive one of those things. Mm-hmm. And so when I was coordinating with the other people, this other guy, um, Rex Rexler, I'm looking at you, man. Like, <laughs> Is this a uh, shout out? Yeah. Uh, he like, um, he didn't do his paperwork. And we just, and I didn't know until I showed up. And then when I showed up, he was like, yeah, you know, I was like, all right, so how do you want to split this driving? You know, he was like, yeah, I didn't submit my paperwork. You guys going to do the whole thing. I was like, God damn it, you bastard. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> said, like I, I didn't know until the day of that I was going to have to drive everyone all the way to Monterey Bay and then all the way back. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just things like I like driving, but when I want to. Mm. Or if I'm like helping another person now, you already know how I am. It's like, I, it's just, it just feels good. But like when I'm forced to drive, like I'll go to a store, I'll drive for seven hours straight because you have to learn. I'm just like, I don't mm. want to drive. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Like how, like just, it's the same action, right? Yeah. Like, like if you're, if somebody tells you to do it, it's instantly like not fun. Exactly. That's like when, um, when my parents are like, when I'm about to like do the dishes or clean something or clean my room, I'm about to do it. Then my parents are like, oh, do, do the thing that you're about to do. Like they didn't know I was about to do it, but they just say it. I was like, damn, I was going to do it. Just my own for my, myself. And I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do it at all. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that phenomenon yeah. is, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it is either. It's like uh, they do, there is some research on it. It's kind of called autonomy, mm-hmm. right? So it's like how much Gray's choice. autonomy. Yeah, good. That was horrible. But uh, we'll, we'll fix it in post. No, we're getting that in. That was, that was good. Let me write this down. Uh, I'm the one editing it. <laughs> so uh, the... Yeah, it, it's basically called autonomy. It's like how many like choices can you make for yourself compared to like how many choices are, are being made for you. Yeah. Right? And if you like happier people tend to have like more autonomous lives where they can just like choose to do whatever it is that they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And there's whole like systems, there's even systems of education built on this, which is what I'm trying to promote in like the other podcasts and the other ventures that I'm doing is like yeah, let's just give people choice. Like, the more choices that we can give people, the better. We want our freedom for the world. Yeah. We want our freedom, Joe Biden. <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's some, some crazy person. I'm going to oh yeah, I'm I have to do my, my research. I want my freedom for the world. I want my freedom, Joe Biden. Here's a clip of that now. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, and so, yeah, like, it's basically how many choices can you make for yourself. Yeah. Right? And, yeah, they, they've even done, like, like, 
like the whole like education system was really interesting to me because it's like all right like let's say like there was no grades like there's no first grade second grade eleventh grade twelfth grade divide right a generational yeah. divide yeah like what if you just had like a bunch of classes that you had to get done by like a certain amount of time no no right I'm I'm college so. but and then uh, it's kind of like college but then you get to choose which classes you take and when right. Seems so, beautiful. Yeah. Seems glorious. Yeah, it seems awesome, dude. Like, because then you get to choose, like, all right, I have, I have this list of things that I need to do. And even within the list, there's some things that you have to do. And then there's some things that, oh, these are like the extra choices. Extra right? curriculum. Yeah, the extra curriculars. We could actually choose, like, oh, I want to take, like, I want to see, like, what wood shop's like. Well, I want to see what, like, business class is like. I want to see, like, what auto shop is like, you know? You, know, you can actually try it. You know, this choosing an independence thing is, is a good segue into our topic. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. So, I have an addiction. Ah, <laughs> yeah, that's not really surprising. <laughs> okay, pause. Time out. <laughs> uh, explain yourself, please. Yeah, you... you uh, I don't know. Like, it doesn't feel... Like, I feel like when you're young, you get addicted to things. And that was true for me, too, right? Okay, like, but this addiction, okay. I have an addiction with a substance. Okay. And that substance is? Caffeine. Caffeine, okay. Yes. Less fun than I thought it was. Less fun? Well, what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Yeah, we're gonna... I wanted to be able to take the GoPro and to Skid Row and show how every, <laughs> like Jason's doing. My but God. now I'm just like, caffeine? Yeah. Dude, like, you get off caffeine and you have a headache for a day. Okay, you'll, but you'll you're, be like, happy that I'm not, like, you know, addicted to something worse, like alcohol. Yeah, but think of, like, the content better our ratings would have been, man. Well, that's why, that's why this is clickbait, you know? I'm clickbaiting yeah. now. Okay. I, that's literally going to... Like, that little piece is probably going to be the thing. That's why I said, I have an addiction. Yeah. You see? Okay. Yeah, this is yeah. clickbait. And the right. next scene is like me saying, like, oh, this is me picking up Jason from Skid Row. <laughs> Skid, yeah. <laughs> it's not even Skid Row anymore. Like, you go to you go to L.A. right now, like, everywhere is Skid Row now. Yeah. It's like freaking Tennessee. Anarchy, yeah. It's, it's just going to turn into, like, oh, I have to pick up Jason from L.A., you know? <laughs> that place uh, is going downhill real fast. All right. But, yeah, caffeine is my, oh, caffeine is my addiction. Okay. So, like, let's, let's talk about how much caffeine. Like, how many cups of coffee are you drinking a day? So, I know the milligrams of how much I take, actually. Jeez. He's Don't. even broken it down. <laughs> right. All right. So, he's got a little back scale. when school was um, going on, I had about a cup of coffee's worth a day. Like, 125 a day. 125 what? Milligrams of caffeine. That's a lot of caffeine. No, it's, not, it's, a, it's as much as coffee. One coffee has yeah. 125 milligrams? Feel like I have to fact check you, or like one or two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're looking this up, I guess. In coffee. But yeah, I used to. Uh, how much? Ninety-five milligrams. Okay, just a little more, but it's not double, you know. Okay. It's like a little more. One hundred and fifty is a lot. One hundred twenty-five. Okay, one hundred twenty-five. That's like thirty percent more. Okay. Just a little bit. So I used to take it because um, I was in sports and I had a. I, Come to school around seven. I leave around seven. It's a long day, so mm-hmm. need a little little chug jug. Like look, look, look. So um, so yeah, that that was a thing for a while, and then I was like, maybe I should cut this off. Like maybe I don't need it. Yeah, there was a big decline in oh, like, yeah. for like a little bit, but like after like um, a week of like the initial like hit, like because I cut cold turkey, 
Yeah. yeah. I cut cold turkey. Yeah. But, like, um, I felt good. Like, it was normal. Like, I was actually getting, like, normal sleep. I wasn't, like... Because sometimes, for me, caffeine either energizes me or gives me anxiety. So it was always, like, a hit. <laughs> <laughs> it was always, like, a, um, a hit or miss. Sometimes it gives me anxiety. Sometimes it makes me productive and go through the day. I think it's, like, depends on how much you take. Well, it's always the same amount, though. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Maybe, like... Like the the way I look at it, it's like a like a like a roller coaster, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you can just make it to like the very top, you don't get the anxious part. You just get the energy, right? Yeah. But then once you go just a little, little more bit over, boom, it's, it's over. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> so basically, I, I stopped and then I, I took it again because like I things started getting like not rough, but like I needed that little boost of energy. And then I started taking some again. Then I stopped for a bit and then um, I just stopped for a while. Um, during like after school ended and then I was like I started going to gym like almost every day and I was like oh, I feel like I need like something to like help me to like wake me up okay so I um I was so bad it's kind of sad got really. back on the sauce yeah but in a worse <laughs> way I started taking 300 a day okay yeah that's a uh, that's a lot 300 that's milligrams a lot. that's the most that's your daily limit it's not the most I've heard of though that's like your daily limit though it's 300 I well, yeah, to, let's go Google according it. According to uh, I don't know NBCNews.com, 100 to 200 milligrams of caffeine, which is about one to two cups of regular coffee, are enough to achieve these results. Uh, I'm guessing like energy. Well, put <laughs> when caffeine consumption climbs to 250 to 700 milligrams per day, people may experience nausea, headaches, sleep difficulties, heart palpitations, or increased anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. All right, so Google how much um, how much it's the daily intake cuz I'm pretty sure it's 300 and that's how much I took because I got cuz I had like the little energy like little energy thing that I'm drinking right now which was as much as the, co- the coffee which was called G Fuel sponsor me please sponsor us. <laughs> but um, so I took that like a daily I drink it like throughout the class so I could get what ready for sport. What the heck is G Fuel? It's like it's just energy compound. Like, what's energy? It's not energy. It's, <laughs> it's like protein powder. Dude, like I taught you drink. chemistry. There's no such thing as an energy compound. Not energy compound, but it's like you know, like the school. <laughs> school I feel bad now. Like, oh, I didn't do a good job with Jason. He's <laughs> he's one of the ones that fell through the cracks. <laughs> energy compound. All right, so you know, like the the little scooper of like protein powder, right? Okay. It's like that, but like energy drink. So, but what's in it? Caffeine, vitamins, oh, cool. and they have a they have a cross promotion with Mortal Kombat. Ooh, yeah, it's I like it. So basically, 125. But I, I ran out of that stuff because like yeah, I just didn't drink it. So I went to energy like drinks, drinks. Okay, like bang energy drink. That's, that's my <laughs> bang energy drink. Like so, my friend um, got me into bang energy drinks during the school year, and I drank them like when we had to do ASB for like hours, like. And oh, those those like get me oh, you know. So it's like um, I started taking the like drinking it again because I didn't have an orange. You feel like a cup of coffee. So I went up to like one twenty five to three hundred, which is a lot. Jesus, yeah. this has all sorts of stuff in it. Yeah, it's beautiful. That's not good for you. Like what? Okay, tyrosine, N-acetyl-L-tyrosine. The heck's that? Yeah, if you don't even know what it is, you probably shouldn't be consuming it. I was adenosine. It? Like these are like. Try ATP. Yeah, ATP. Why are you just taking like energy, bro? Energy. <laughs> hey, see, energy. Yeah, but energy but that's not that's not the way it works though, because no, like, all me. that stuff goes into your stomach, and then your stomach changes it into different compounds, and then it goes into your body, right? Because your because your stomach is just all acid, 
Really? Yeah. I knew that. Okay. It's mostly high anyways, acid, so, by the um, way. Basically, yeah. And I was like, and I'll be honest, like I was having a little tough time. I was having a little tough time just in life. So <laughs> no, not like that. <laughs> like tough time in life, just like just going through some personal stuff. And I'm like, mm-hmm. man. I have, I'm like, man, I'm lucky I don't have any like substance I'm abusing or whatever. And I was like, and then I was like, as he has two pause, giant yeah. bang energy drinks. And I was like, pause. I like to wait. mix the green like, and the blue. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> I was like, pause, wait. And I was like, I think I have like a substance with caffeine. And then I made a TikTok, which we'll play right now. All right. So I made that TikTok, which is like me joking that I have a substance abuse problem with caffeine, even though I was at daily limit technically. So, um, I was like, you know, it's probably not the healthiest for me to like be drinking one every day, 300 milligrams, because I used to go to the gym every day. But um, so I switched back to like, you know, the 125 version. I bought it and like, I'm trying to like go down again, like just wane off a bit. And not, I'm not drinking it every day anymore, you mm-hmm. know? So it's like, and but the main, the main point I'm trying to get at is that I noticed that I would be like, oh, the caffeine when like, things got a little harder or things got a little tougher. Uh, yeah. And it's like, it's kind of made me think like, dang, we like even um, like, it doesn't even have to be substances just in general. Like we all, I feel like humans, me and you, you, um, we all uh, cling on to something when times get hard, whether it be healthy, whether it be unhealthy. I feel like there's always one or a couple things that we, we go to for comfort that we yeah, usually like don't mean to, you know? default, your baseline. Yeah, yeah, And it's like, I noticed that when I was drinking the Bang Energy drink, you know? When things got a little hard, I was like, oh, like trying to go through the day, you know? Yeah. But it's like, um, like I used to that. I kind of realized you know, it's probably not healthy to drink three Right, a day. yeah. It's called your default mode network. The heck's that? Yeah. <laughs> it's a neuroscience thing. Yeah. So it's basically like, like your habits, mm-hmm. right? Like, just like whatever you do naturally throughout the day, yeah, that's like your default mode network, right? Yeah. So like it's just like what your brain automatically goes to. Mm-hmm. So then if you want to like change your behaviors, right? Mm-hmm. You want to like go do something else. It takes a long time. I think like to establish a new habit, uh, it takes on average like between three and five months of Jeez. doing it every single day, Jeez. right? Before it becomes <laughs> like kind of integrated into your default network. But even even if it like becomes integrated, it's not compl- it's not ever going to be completely integrated. Yeah, you just need like one bad thing to happen, right? And then you'll you'll just revert back to the way you were. That's why like for addicts, it's important for them to stay away from all their friends and all the places that they used to go to. Yeah. while they were taking in, because all of that, any of that memories, stuff, would just like memories, yeah, trigger them back into their default mode network, right? Yeah. And then so they just like go back into it yeah and caffeine is like kind of an interesting thing because here's what one thing that i didn't know was uh like there's this idea called the half-life have you ever heard of a half-life yeah not the video game yeah Yeah. (laughs) but half-life is is like a term that came out of uh like chemistry right Mm -hmm. so and radioactive substances like like plutonium, oh, right? Yeah. Like, you know, things that, that cause radiation. Mm-hmm. So there's these rocks that you can find throughout the earth and they're radioactive, which means that uh, if you have like, um, like, I don't know, like plutonium or something, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll have like a certain half-life. And the half-life is usually like pretty long. So like, let's say plutonium has a half-life of 100 years, right? Yeah. So what that means is like you start off with 
100 grams of plutonium. Yeah. 100 years later, you go check back on that rock. Now it's only 50 grams big. Mm. Right? So it's the half-life is like how long before you get to half. Yeah. So caffeine has a half-life in your body. And the half-life, I think, is 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you drink caffeine, like, uh, you know, like 300 milligrams of caffeine at 10 o'clock, right? Mm-hmm. At 10 o'clock at night, you, you still have 150 milligrams of caffeine yeah. in your body. That's not good. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, and then it's going to take another 10 hours to get half of that. Mm-hmm. Right? And then so like this, this caffeine just stays in your body and just lingers. And, then, and this is what the, the problem with people don't understand is like, They'll drink like these energy drinks or whatever, and then they'll complain about like not being able to sleep. I don't complain. Right? About that. Except I don't complain. When did you about go that. to bed? Okay, shh. Uh, you, can't last say, night. you can't say this. You can't say this. Jason, you can't say this on here. You can't say this on here. This, you can't say this on here. We got people that love and care about my health that listen to this, and they can't <laughs> know what time I slept last night. I see. Anyways, but uh, yeah, and so like you'll they'll complain like oh I can't sleep I can't sleep you know my last coffee was like three or four hours ago I, I I'm like dude this. you're like that caffeine's still in your I system I don't do this yeah I don't do this yeah I like staying up so yeah not me bro <laughs> but yeah um that's why I'm trying to like wane off because like I know the half life like the thing or um thing so I'm just like I probably should don't have that in my system. Plus I want to like not drink it every day because it also lose effect. Because if it's in your system 24 seven, yeah, you get used to things. Used to it, then that's why you gotta like you know wait off. It's like bit. all the other drug addicts, right? Yeah, it's like oh, I'm an addict now. yeah, one hit isn't good enough. Now I gotta go do two. Now I, I mean, gotta go do three. In the grand scheme of things, yeah. I think caffeine is an and then before not you know the... it, Jason's selling his body. Oh my god, what the <laughs> hell? No. For Starbucks cards? No, 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 no. Uh, but like, I'm like, at the grand scheme of things, caffeine's not the worst substance to be like addicted to. Like, I wouldn't call myself an addict. Like, I could wane off if I wanted to, and I have waned off if I wanted to. But I usually just take it before I go gym. I'm going gym after this, so you know. Mm-hmm. So that, that's the only thing I've restricted it to. So before before I go gym, so I can you know have energy to exercise. So. Um, yeah, I mean it's not the worst thing to um, be addicted to. Am I addicted to quote unquote? In my opinion, yeah, but, it's not the worst thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, I've heard of worse things. <laughs> but that's the thing I like want to discuss. It's like it's so weird, like how we just grab onto things, whether it be people, objects, substances. Like we grab onto things when times get hard, or just in general to make it our default, like a comfort, whether yeah. it be like smoking or like having someone there for you. And obviously, all these things, even having someone there for you, or being attached to someone, or playing video games or soccer or anything like anything in excess being addicted to is bad for you mm. that's the baseline of it which i'm trying to get to or like um that's the point i'm trying to put across it's like all right let me let me tell you like a little bit of research and then let's man. see like how you interpret it right, all right let's see, let's see, okay let's see, let's see. so there's this idea called a chemical hook all uh, right chemical hook, which is on. like you you and they was discovered like years ago, years ago, yes, uh, yes, um, where they would give like uh, they'll get a rat, they put it in a cage, they give it uh-huh. food, food, water, uh-huh. and then they give it like another thing that kind of looks like a water bottle, uh-huh. but it has cocaine in it. Oh, nice! Yeah. <laughs> right? And then they would just like watch the watch the rat, and then what would happen is the rat would eat some food, drink some water, and then it'll take some cocaine, and then it'll just kind of like go like, like have its high and go like, oh yeah, that was great. And then like, it'll just kind of keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it until it'll kill itself. 
Yeah. Yeah, right? And you could do that with heroin. You could do it with, like, all these other drugs, right? Mm-hmm. And, then, uh, and then so they're like, oh, so obviously there's something in that cocaine that causes, like, a hook to grab the rat, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, cause it, get it to be addicted and then get it to, like, kill itself from its addiction. Yeah. Right? So somebody looked at that study and was like, that's a weird study because rats don't just live in cages. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Right? So this guy made, like, this rat heaven, right? He literally got, like, a warehouse, and then half of it was just, like, this rat cage. And he put, like, lots of bedding, lots of food, lots of water, put in a bunch of different rats, right? And then, like, the rats, like, just loved it because there's no predators. They're kind of relaxed. There's, like, plenty to eat. You can sleep. There's plenty of space, right? And then he did the same thing. He put in, like, the, the cocaine dropper in there and was like, all right, let's see. Like, what's going to happen, mm-hmm. right? Let's make it interesting. Let's spice it up. Spicy. Right? And then, so he was expecting, like, to see the same thing. It's like, oh, yeah. you know, like, rats are going to drink it, and they're going to get addicted, and they're going to kill themselves. But what wound up happening is some of the rats would go in there. They would take it. They will get feel the high or whatever. And then most of the rats would just, like, never even go back to it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> right? And just be like, eh. and every once in a while, you would have a rat that just, you know, a little bit crazy and was just like was really into it you know yeah and then so what do you think that means so i interpret that data if we compare it to humanity is that we do not live in heaven every day mm-hmm. so these we take take these substances whether it be cocaine uh, caffeine people food addiction mm-hmm. comes in all different sorts of like sorts of ways and we don't have that perfect rat heaven or human heaven here. Mm-hmm. Like, not necessarily, like, it's 24-7 good. Like, we don't have, um, you know, good heaven because we're, whether it be because of society, how we're living, or if it's just our own, our, our, just our own mind not letting us have that, you know? Mm-hmm. We turn to things, substances or whatever, and some people can just get attached and addicted to it and... Um, it just leads them to like rely on it almost or and then obviously there's outliers where you can maybe someone is living in heaven and they still be like they still attach onto other things you know mm-hmm. that's how i interpret it at least yeah so there's a uh, you know yeah you know this is where you kind of have to bring in the psychologist right i'm a psychologist and go like, i took ivy right, psych- i took ivy psychology for one year in past all right so do you remember maslow yeah i do actually maslow's right. theory what's maslow's theory Sorry, Uh, Mr. Woodside. (laughs) Uh, Manslow's theory. Okay, I know like a couple theories. Is it like um, the basic needs of humans? Yeah, it's basic needs. Oh, I got it. I got it. He pulled it out. I pulled it out. (laughs) Kobe. Kobe. Okay, but I think it's. um, I'm trying to remember. It's um, housing, home. Okay, so housing, home, Um, relationships. Okay. Like feeling loved. All right, that's somewhere on there. Basic necessities, food and water. Food and water, okay. Um, socializing. Oh, feeling, feeling a place of belonging. That was one. Okay. And um, uh, that's all I know. Yeah. Like six or seven I got. Right. So, uh, you know, they always show it with like the pyramid. Yeah. Right? And then you have like at the bottom of the pyramid, you have like the things that you need the most. And at the top of the th- is like the things that are like, like the, the extras, yeah. right? And so uh, 
there's another guy who came after Maslow called Scott Barry Kaufman, mm-hmm. who kind of looked at all that and was like, yeah, yeah, that's weird. And he wrote a whole book on on it, on like how Mas- Maslow actually never never created a pyramid. Oh. It was actually some company that read his book and was like, oh, let's make this into a pyramid. And Maslow uh, actually hated companies, that pyramid. Companies. He was like, I don't you know. Yeah, it's some private consulting company. It's probably like... Um Elon Musk. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Scott Barry Kaufman kind of took his ideas and was like, all right, I'm going to change it up, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, same ideas, like basic ideas, but I'm not going to make it into a pyramid. You know, people like visuals. Instead, I'm going to make mine into like a sailboat, right? And then so yeah, like you smart. have different components of the boat, right? Mm-hmm. So at the base component, like the, the basic things that you need is you need the actual body of the boat, yeah. right? The part that doesn't sink into the water. Mm-hmm. And he goes like, all right, that part of the boat like has three basic components. It's, like it's got like your self-esteem, your connection, right? So connection to things and connection to people. Yeah. And safety, right? Safety. Yeah. So safety includes things like you were talking about, like housing, you know, having like a reliable housing, having uh, enough food to eat, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like this is like the basic needs that you need yeah. to like just live. Uh, feeling like no one's gonna like just attack you all of a sudden. Yeah, right? a sense of safety. Right, and those are like the basic things that you just need for security, mm-hmm. right? And then, but on top of the boat, there's like a sail, mm-hmm. right? And these are the things that you need to move, right? To actually go forward and get things done. And you can have small sails and big sails, right? And the bigger the sail, the further you can go in life. Yeah. And then the sail is made up of like your ability to explore new places, right? Your uh, feelings of love, like loving someone and then feeling love from other people and a sense of purpose, right? Where you're like, all right, I can do things, like everything that I do is kind of like, like I'm really interested in it and and I feel like it's meaningful. It's Mm -hmm. like bringing a lot of meaning to my life. And then that's his like conceptualization of like growth, right? So if you want to hit the growth, you need all the security that's underneath first, mm-hmm. right? In order to grow as a person. And so, like, that's, uh, that's like one other concept that you bring into, like, the rat experiment, right? Mm-hmm. So in the rat heaven, like, they have all the things of security, and then they're able to grow, yeah. right? And then that ability to grow protects them from getting addicted to things, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, in real life, we don't we all don't have all those things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the time. So the goal should be like, all right, how can I like fill out my entire sailboat so that I can like grow as a person, so yeah. I could be something more, be something better, right? And that's that's kind of like like a lot of that is determined by what you do, right? And I wish more people understood that. It's like, oh, no, everybody thinks like, oh, you have to be something special or you have to do something like, you know, uh, you have to have like some kind of talent. I mean, or you it, gotta, it helps. Right? Yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, that's, that's not necessarily true. I think most people can get to a place where they can hit that growth mindset. Yeah. Right? But what do you need? Right? Well, first, you need to figure out like your housing and stuff. Right? Uh-huh. And when you're young, you have very little control over the things that give you security, right? You have, like, no control over where you live. You have no control about the food you get. Who you're around. Yeah, who you're around. Yeah, you have no control about who your parents are. You have no control about all these things, right? Yeah. And then when you get older, though, 
and you leave the house and you actually have choices, your amount of control grows, right? And then you can be in one of two different positions. You can either be in one position where you use all the things that, that, that you didn't have as an excuse mm-hmm. to not grow. Yeah. Right? And we know those people, people that just make excuses over and over and over again, right? About mm-hmm. everything, about how all of life holds them back, you know, from succeeding. Or you could be the other person, the exact opposite person that goes like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I went through all this crappy stuff and I had all these things that helped me back, but now it's up to me. Yeah. And I'm going to provide all this stuff for me. I'm going to go get a job. I'm going to go provide for myself. I'm going to make myself feel confident. I'm going to go do difficult things. I'm the one that's going to do all of this. You're the one. Right? And then I'm going to give myself the connections. I'm going to make it a point to like get connected to people, to get connected to things, to get connected to like give myself all the safety needs, to improve my self-esteem by actually doing difficult things. This is why I always tell people, like, look, if you feel bad, if you feel anxious all the time, if you feel like, like you're worthless, well, that just means you're not doing enough things, yeah. right? You gotta go, like, I don't know, join a sport, go join, like, go, like, join a club, go do, like, go find a challenge out there. There's plenty of challenges out there to take and go, like, all right, you know, the challenge when you're young could even just be, like, oh, I just wanna get a 3.0 GPA. Right, I got a 1.6. That's a challenge, man. Yeah. That's a big challenge, right? Even going for a 2.5 if you're at a 1.6 is a big challenge. But doing those difficult things and then accomplishing them spirals into you going like, oh, if I was able to do that, I could do this. What else can I do, exactly. right? And I hit that 2.5, maybe I can go for that three. Well, I hit that three, that wasn't so much harder. Maybe I can go for a three, five. Maybe I can go for a four. Maybe a five. I don't know. Six. Right? Six. Maybe seven. Screw it. Yeah. Let's go. Possibly eight. Join other schools, right? (laughs) Take all of their AP classes. Clone yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But then here's the thing. Then you become addicted to success. Yes. And that is also a problem. Mm, I think it is a problem. It could be, right? Like, I think it's a problem if you're not balanced. And that's the that's the thing. That's basically what addiction is. addiction is. Whatever it comes in is the imbalance of whatever is in your life. In my opinion, at least, that's why I view it as. Yeah, it's like an imbalance. So um, think of it like working and then playing video games. You know, you mm-hmm. you should have a healthy balance, like working to like you know do your thing, then playing video games to like have some relief or like you know chill out, play maybe with friends. But if you work, 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 your social life could go away. You may have all this money and all the success, but you could be feeling sad or you could be stressing yourself out, which, yeah, you're working a lot. But in the long run, if you're not getting that, like, sense of relief and, like, relief of the pressure, then you could eventually get burned out. And then this, being addicted to your work, can also plummet as well. Right, yeah. In the dark end. And the opposite, of course, if you play too much video games, play, 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 you obviously can't um, sustain a job and all that stuff. All you chase is relief. And um, mm-hmm. pleasure, then eventually, well, how was your pleasure and your relief is just gonna feel like your default, which will then yeah, come back. That's right. Yeah. So, what I'm trying to get at is that you want to live a balanced life. You know, whether it be you being addicted to work, v- playing video games, caffeine, substances, food, whatever. Like everything in your life, whether physical, mental, or emotional, all should be at a balance, which is extremely hard to to achieve in my opinion Mm -hmm. so yeah because like what are like what are when you say balance like what are the aspects like what do you think they are what do you mean 
Yeah, because like if you say balance, right? So like yeah. balance mean like it means like like a literal balance, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have this and this. If you have too much of this, this goes down, this goes up. Mm-hmm. And then if you have too much of this, this goes down, this goes up. The way I view it There's is like counters to everything, yeah. right? The way I view it is that it's a big scale, like one scale in the middle, and then from that one little line, there's like a bunch of branching scales. Yeah, like so that's my question. It's like, what are those branches? <laughs> Putting me on the spot. Um, <laughs> so obviously working. Um, right, so having meaningful work. Uh, I think that's the one, yeah, for sure. Um, relaxation. Relaxation, so like leisure. Yeah, leisure. Right. Socialization. So I feel like oh. leisure can be broken up, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly, that can be broken up into different subcategories yeah, as well. Because like you have like laying around on the beach Right, which is leisure. Watching TV. Or you have like playing video games yeah, is also leisure, leisure right? Mm-hmm. Right. But those two like look really different. Exactly. Right. So like one's a, one's like more like inactivity and one's like activity, activity towards something that you like like doing. Exactly. So that's yeah. So then so that's that then working out. I think exercising so phys- physical, physical exertion. Right. Uh huh. So, so I think exercise could be there. What about diet? Yeah, that was, that was my next one, diet, because diet surprisingly has a lot to do with it. Yeah, um, so I think that goes under that category of physical, right? Mm-hmm. That can, like, be split up. It's like, all right, you have your physical health, and then you have your diet, like, your exercise, and then your diet. Yeah, yeah. and then um, socialization. Mm-hmm. Um, I think even if you're an introvert, it's really important to, like, you know, socialize or have yeah. some, some sort of social life. Yeah, you know, like, I think people get confused about what an introvert is. Right. Yeah. Like an introvert isn't like somebody that's always quiet all the time. An introvert is is literally somebody that gets drained from by being, being around, people. around people. Do you get drained from being around? Oh people? yeah, <laughs> dude. Like at, like teaching was so hard for me. I did it for eleven years, and you know I have to interact with a bunch of people all at the same time, constantly getting questions, constantly like right. And then dealing with me. And, and yeah, and dealing with other like, other Jasons and you know <laughs> people worse than Jason. Yeah. <laughs> And so it's rough. It's like, it's really rough. And then at the end of every day, you could even ask my wife, like, I'll just knock out for like 30 minutes or whatever. I just like come home. I go like, all right, you get some rest. I'd sleep. And then I I go like, all right, I got to go do some work, you know? And then, yeah. And so that's what, that's what introversion is. Extroversion, they do the opposite. The more they're around other people, the more energy they start to get, yeah, right? And you get these people, like, are really great in crowds because once you get them around a huge crowd of people, then they're like, yeah, they, they, like, absorb the energy of everyone around them. And then there's ambiverts. Yeah, which I don't know if how much of a thing that is. It's a thing. Okay. <laughs> I'm, living, I'm living proof. All right. So talk to me about what an ambivert is. Okay, let's just stay on the, the balance first. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, Stay on the balance first. So let's go back. All right. Socialization. So, socialization. It doesn't matter if you're introverted or extroverted. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs to socialize. Exactly. Right? Yeah. You need other people. Because at the very least, you're going to be working with other people. Mm-hmm. Right? So you at least have to, like, deal with them. And then I want... Um, so for me, I feel like you need a sense of success, whether which comes from any mm. any of the five of these, a sense of success, whether it be your diet or working out or your uh, meaningful work or even socializing, m- obtaining new friendships. Yeah, I feel like that that um, that feeling of success and seeing the efforts, the fruits for of your efforts, feeling like you're good at something. Exactly. Right? Yeah, I, that's important to balance too. But also, you need some failures. 
Because yeah. if you succeed, 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 your ego... Your whoop, head gets too big. Yeah, exactly. it's like the counterbalance. Yeah, then You do need failure. You do need failure to grow. Yeah. And failure um, failure maybe seems like failure at first, but in the long run, it can actually lead you to success. Mm-hmm. I just heard about this idea about like how... Um, like there's... Like remember that, that idea in chemistry called activation energy? No. Okay, good. <laughs> I do, I do. Yes, 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 I do. I do, I do remember. I'm all deflated now. <laughs> I do know, right? I do know. So activation energy, if you remember, it's like, all right, you have, you have these things and they want to turn into these things. But they need an amount of energy to activate it. Yeah, to like break apart, you know, all the bonds and then come back to it, right? Yeah. And then so I heard somebody, uh, this guy named, uh, was it Chris Williamson? Chris Rock? No. Chris Brown? That's, I think it's Williamson. Chris Brown? Yeah, some British guy. British. Uh, and he brought... he he talked about this interesting idea about how people can get comfortable with mm-hmm. something. And it's almost like if they were a little bit more discomfort, they would have the energy to make their lives become more comfortable. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of like, all right, imagine that, you know, you, you, you go to college and you get a job like yeah. a regular office job mm-hmm. and you kind of like, don't like it. You yeah. know, you're just going, mm, I kind of don't like this, but it pays the bills you know, I have not. And then you later on, you buy a house and, you know, this job is like giving you enough money to buy the house and go do like the things that you want to do yeah. and everything. But you're never satisfied about your job. Right. You're just always like, uh, it's all right. It's like, it's, you know, and if you look at the numbers, it's something like 87 percent of people are in this category. Right. Of people that are just like, um, whatever mm-hmm. to actively hating your job. Right. And. And then so it's almost like if they if something had happened to make them a little bit more discomfortable, right? Like all of a sudden your job, you know, like, you know, gives you a huge pay cut or whatever. Right. Like now you're making like 80 percent what you were making last year. Right. Then that little push would push that person to go like, oh, you know what? Maybe I've always been interested in this other thing. Right. Like maybe I should just go try to do it now, exactly. right? But if they if they never got that little push, they would have just stayed in their mediocre job for the rest of their lives. So the thing where you're saying that push, yeah, I think that's the thing people wait for. See that mm-hmm. person in your example, they wait for that push. Yeah, I I try to actively force myself to be that push, like my own mind be that push. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, it's really hard for me because of just like. How, how, like you said, comfortability or just doubtfulness. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's really, like it's really important. It's a part of the balance scale where you have to just step out of your comfort zone or just do things mm-hmm. to open opportunity to fulfill right. all that balance and all that things. Yeah, that's like that, that's that activation energy. The activation energy is like, all right, you have like this compound, you want to turn it into that compound. It's like Legos, right? You built like, this spaceship, but now you want to build a castle, you got to break apart the spaceship. Yeah. You got to put in energy to break it apart. And then now it can become a part of the castle, right? Yeah. And so, okay, so we got physical, we got needing to do something meaningful. Social. We got social. We got, um, would you put, like, what about, okay, here's one that people don't think about. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Spiritual. Ooh, we're getting, we getting rowdy up yeah, in here, huh? Yeah, we're getting rowdy, yeah. Because this is one that I feel like is the dark horse that it people is, don't think about, right? Dark or maybe, you know, maybe not spiritual, but maybe believing in something. Mm, 
Mm-hmm. Or would you have to say, would you still say spiritual? Yeah, that's because that's hard. Like, because uh, what do you believe in, right? Could be anything. Yeah, I mean, like that spaghetti monster. Do you want to believe in the spaghetti monster? Yeah, if people <laughs> want to, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, like I'm like, all right, certain beliefs I think are better than other beliefs, mm-hmm. right? And this is like, because otherwise, like, if they were all worth the same, then you, you would be like impossible to make a decision. That's true. Because obviously there's some better because like some like, yeah, yeah you know, go, go got, kill this person right. to, to like, you know, achieve uh, wealth. I'm yeah. like, eh, so like, kill someone. You remember that movie? Um, oh, um, my leg. <laughs> <laughs> okay, insert music here. Uh-huh, right? Okay, go on. Right, so uh, <laughs> that movie, um, uh, Everything Everywhere All yes! at Once. Okay, that, that, ah, fudge. Okay, that's the next topic for next episode. Okay, right. Okay. So, but in that movie, you have Nihilism. the daughter that believe, that's like nihilistic. Which is like, I just don't believe in anything, right? Whereas, like, the mom slowly gets kind of, like, trained by her husband in believing in, like... Spoiler. I know, spoiler alert. In believing about, uh, like, relationships and mm-hmm. building, like, like connections he's with people. He's always cheery. Right, he's always cheery. He's always, like, like talking to people and then making things happen and by some miraculous way. And she kind of like takes that skill and then applies it to the daughter to hold on to her, right? And those are two, those are two different beliefs, right? The belief in like, like love, mm-hmm. right? To get you through the difficulties of life or the belief in nothing, like nothing matters. Yeah. And one of those is better than the other. I actually perceived it in a different way. You're okay. Let's hear how you perceived it. See, I think the the see the daughter. I I, I agree with what you said, but I'm going to advance it further. So the daughter like trained, um, tried to train like see the mom to see her perspective. Like nothing matters basically. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the mother had since got influenced by the father because she was agreeing with her. Like you know what? Since we have all this power, or whatever, nothing does matter. But in a sense where the daughter was trying to destroy everything and just like die because nothing matters the 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 wife was or the mother was like yeah nothing matters so why, why not just make the best of what we have mm-hmm. and i feel like that's it's the same idea but different approaches different yeah, perspectives, yeah. and they, they clash together that's yeah. why but that is, that is beliefs right you have one belief of like like well since nothing matters let's destroy it right that's a belief yeah and then the other belief is like well since nothing matters let's make the best of it mm-hmm. right yeah, I don't really like that that part of it, right? Of like, oh, it's just the like, let's just make the best of it. Like, yeah, there's I, a better. I, there's word like for the best. Like, I really do think like love is the answer to a lot of things. Yeah. Right. And, and like the making the best of it, that's that's love, right? Mm-hmm. Like life is hard. Like it, it really is. And for some yeah. people, it's harder than than for other people. Mm-hmm. You know, and. No matter what, you're gonna go through difficult things. Yeah. Right. You you can't escape it. Like you just can't escape it. Right. But I I really feel that if you have somebody or a group of people or others there that are going through it with you and suffering with you, right? That 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 bonds you in a way, right? That helps you guys like lift each other when one person's down. Yeah. And um, sorry, keep going. Yeah, and, and it's like, all right, so, like, you know, and it's like, again, it's like that, that old song, like, oh, you can't make, you can't make new old friends, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you, 
you can't make old friends. It's like you can't like because you like there's something about suffering together that like brings out the love of people. Mm -hmm. And if you've ever gone through something very difficult together, you feel that, right? You know, like like when my parents got divorced, you know, I have a brother who's a year younger than me. He went through that with me, right? Mm -hmm. Like we went through that together. And that that difficulty of like knowing like not knowing like what's gonna happen. Like, all right, dad's leaving. Like we haven't seen him in a while. We have mom. Like, what do we do? We have our younger brother because we have a brother that's ten years younger than us, yeah. right? You know, all from the same same dad, right? And so we're like, what do we do? You know, like we're ten. You know, we have like this newborn. Dad's taking off. Like, what? Like, you know, like like there's just all this uncertainty. Yeah. So what we did is we just started going like, all right, let's just figure out where the best ways that we can help out with our little brother, right? Like, we'll bring diapers, we'll carry him, we'll, like, put him in the car, we'll, like, try to make life easier for our mom, right? And and, and that, like, and through our actions, we're able to show each other that we love each other. Yeah. And to this day, like, we, we you know, even if my brother and I don't talk every every day or whatever, like, there's still a connection that exists between us mm -hmm. that you can't, like, you keep you, like it's hard to put words to, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, okay, we suffered together. Yeah. Right? We're brothers. Right? I guess brothers is yeah. is the term, right? And it's like, yeah, and that's and in order to have brothers, you gotta have love for each other. Right? You you just, you just gotta have that love. Right? Yeah. I think we could put that on the scale. Right. Yeah. Love. Like love is definitely one of those things that you just need. You need it. It's like on the scale. Yeah. But like everything, too much love can blindsight you. Yeah, you can, yeah. So it has to be balanced with something else, yeah. like perspective or something. Exactly. Or like. Rose colored glasses is very dangerous. Yeah. Um, but on that topic of love and um, like emotional, like suffering together, like obviously it's good. You could s not suffer together with someone or like maybe, uh, what's the word? Like, like, let's just say, like, what you're doing to me, like, you're telling your hard time. Let's say I told you my hard time, you know? It's like we, what's the word? Sharing, yeah. Like, it's like, um, Empathy? Sympathy? Sympathize. Yeah, empathizing. Or, like, because, like, you're relating, like, your similarities of the yeah. troublesome you've gone through. So I feel like that's a, a one way of bonding and showing love that, like, you know, I understand you. Mm -hmm. Or at least for me, because um, some stuff has happened in my family that just, like, it's crazy stuff. But, um... I was kind of a young kid during that time, so I didn't really have anyone to, like, talk to. So I didn't really, like, have what you had with your brother, like, mm -hmm. do that stuff with. So um, recently, uh, like, I've been obviously having those late-night talks with my, my friends. Mm -hmm. So, like, yesterday we... With the, these group of friends I, um, I've gotten really close to in the past year. Like, I, I met them a couple months ago, but we just, like, really bond together. And sometimes we... we um, I don't, we, oh, I don't know. We just get really like open with each other and just explain mm -hmm. what like what we've been through and then what the other person's been through because we all have like a pretty complicated past, you know, of history thing. And I just felt like I've shared some things I haven't shared in years or I haven't told other people to them, which I'm very surprised to. Um, and I feel like that's a way of showing like love or like bond, like you said. Yeah, it's definitely I, a path to bonding. Yeah, yeah. and I feel like really. Like, I woke up this morning, and I was just like, yeah, that really happened, you know? And the reason why I'm sharing this about things is because some people have, like, some people are now afraid to do that stuff because they're worried to what it's what people call now trauma dump 
on people. Mm, I and, see. And, I, and obviously trauma dumping is like a, a thing that can occur. But I think the problem occurs that when people, it gets confused with actually sharing your feelings or like sharing that bondage with one another. And it get, makes people afraid to actually do it. And it, it halts some people to yeah. do it. Yeah. Because that, like, you know, like here's, but here's like the, like the response to that is like, well, who are you supposed to share with? Exactly. Right? Like, because you can't share with everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, you go on the, you, you, you can find this on social media and online all the time of like people that share too much. <laughs> probably <laughs> one of those people. Trying to share everything with everyone at all times. I was like, yeah, what you've just done is you've just destroyed your ability to make like really close connections with people. Yeah. Right? Like, I think like sharing should be like limited right to like just like a certain like small group mm-hmm. right and that small group might change with time yeah. right it could be that the people that you hang out with and talk to the most right now won't be the the close group that you'll have like 10 years from now yeah right like those it might change with time mm-hmm. but so long as it's like small and then stays kind of small right i think it's it could be like a healthy thing yeah. Right? And it is hard. Oh, wow. Got like a whole. That's my doorbell, everyone. And then Did you're you going to hear my dog. Ditched? No, it's somebody dropping off a package. All right, continue. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, now you can hear my dog in the background. All right, continue. Yeah. And, and so, like, you can, like, it's okay to have, like, that group of people change with time. Mm-hmm. Right? So long as it stays small, so long as you, you have, like, clear definitions as to, like, all right, this is this is the person that's in my close group this is a person that's not in my close group and then you start to learn with time like after you do it a few times of like all right how is it that you even like phrase these things because mm-hmm. sometimes you could say you could be trying to share something but then it'll just come off as like really weird yeah. like my brother once was helping us move and um we we're asking him like oh hey like what happened to your girlfriend you know because he had a girlfriend when we my wife and i got married and then we we're moving out just like a few months later and he was like, oh, yeah, we broke up, you know, because she had, like, too many feelings. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I was just like, oh, right. Like, uh, that came off wrong. You got to restart that. Yeah. <laughs> and then he started going into, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, she, uh, this is, we're talking about my brother who's, like, much, much younger. He's like, yeah, you know, like, and this was a few girlfriends ago. And so, and she was like, yeah, you know, um, she was like kind of manic depressant and she was like taking medicine for it. And oh. then sometimes she wouldn't take it and because she didn't like the way it made her feel. And then so she would go through like these, like, like these highs and then these lows. And I couldn't like keep up with all that, you know, and then like eventually like on one of like the upswings, I was just like, you know what, like, I think we should. I, I didn't sign up for this. I didn't, I, like, this is not something that I can handle. Like, yeah. let's break up, you know? And I was like, all right. That That's, sounds a lot That better. sounds a lot better a lot than, better. like, you know, she was having feelings. <laughs> That's <laughs> it's horrible. Like, it's horrible. It sounds horrible, yeah. yeah she, I broke up there. She, she's feeling too much. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, I've heard of, like, a lot of that, too, of, like, you know, like, like those weird, like, like synopsis and this is like the problem with like twitter and like stuff online is that you have like a little like a few lines that you're trying to describe things but you can't do that like you gotta have like long conversations to like describe like all right exactly what's happening give perspective like like you're not gonna do that on on like we're sending like a text or a quick tweet or whatever you know Mm -hmm. what i mean 
Yeah. But uh, it's, yeah, it, it's, yeah. I think, in conclusion, love is the answer to a lot of things. Oh, yeah, spirituality. Let's go back to that, right? So in terms of, like, spirituality, I feel like people don't understand what that is. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people hear spirituality and they think, like, religion. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, I got to believe in some guy that's up in the sky or yeah. whatever. I'm like, uh, A, that's a super simplistic, <laughs> like, uh, view. view of of Christianity. Like, that's, that. you know, I, I went to Catholic school. Like, I, you know, and I still listen to, like, a lot of, like, religious thinkers and and there there's like a huge disconnect between like a religious person's view on god and what that is and like uh like what a like a non-religious person's view on what god is mm-hmm. right like like they're not even talking about the same thing yeah you know like one's talking about sandwiches and the other one's talking about pizza like like it's literally like so completely different but is pizza a sandwich i mean if you fold it then it's a sandwich. Mm, could be, yeah. It is. It's a hot dog a sandwich. <laughs> uh, oh, that's a good question. Like, does does the bread have to be cut on all sides to be a sandwich? Who knows? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> spirituality is, is actually like, well... Um, I can kind of separate it into like, all right, what is your your morality, and then what is like the experiences that you have, yeah. right? Like, I think going to see, like, like you could get this in the natural way or an artificial way. The natural way is like go to the Grand Canyon, mm-hmm. right? Like, if you the first time you look at the Grand Canyon, like you've never seen it before, like you just look up and you see what it is, right? that feeling that you're having in that moment is a spiritual feeling, okay? Like, I wish more people understood that. Like, that's, you're having a spiritual experience. Explain. Right? Because spiritual experiences have to do with, like, what's called awe. And awe is, like, a very, like, clearly defined, like, like... Awesome. Yeah, like, like awesome, right? Yeah. But it, it's, a, it's kind of like a, like, you can... You can f- see someone having an awe-like experience in, like, if you give them an fMRI. You'll see, like, certain parts of their brain start to light up, right? Yeah. And then you're like, oh, that guy is experiencing awe. And so um, the way I describe awe is, like, it kind of, like, makes you feel small, yeah. right? The first time you see the Grand Canyon, it's like you feel tiny. You feel like, like oh, you're an ant, mm-hmm. right? Because you see the immense, like, like, it's as far as you can see is a crack in the earth that's like a mile deep. You know, it's like, it doesn't even make sense. Like your brain has a hard time like wrapping your, like around it, right? That sense of awe, that's like a spiritual feeling, right? You can also get it like when you go into, you, it's harder to get in the United States, but I went to uh, Italy and uh, Rome and inside of Rome, there's like the St. Peter's Basilica. Mm When I walked in there, I had the exact same feeling. I was just like, "Wow, this this building is so huge! Like I can't even like wrap my head around like what I'm looking at, and everything is so beautiful, and everything's like, you know, like you get. It's hard to describe. Yeah, right. You can see pictures of it, but the pictures don't give it justice. And then, and you can get that like sense of awe, right? And then that sense of awe can also kind of come like interpersonally, right? 
we all have people that we kind of look up to. Yeah. And that we go like, oh, I kind of want to be like that. I kind of want to see, like, I kind of want to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. And it gives you like this, like feeling of like inspiration of like, all right, now I saw that that thing is possible. Now I want to work really hard to like get to that. Yeah. Right. And I think that is also a part of spirituality. Right. And then there's the whole other part about thinking about your morals, thinking about your values, thinking about all that. That's like bran- like the branches. Right? Yeah. It's like the other branch. Right. But I, I like if you ever want to feel like spiritual, seek out those places that have like immense natural beauty right it's like soul searching kind of yeah and you know like if you've never been to the ocean before like just go to the ocean just look at that thing i feel like um another like all experience like people thought it was crazy for doing this i there's a place called we call the view it's like a place um in uh where we live it's uh, like a 10 minute drive i decided one day to walk there it was mm-hmm. two hour walk <laughs> And when it was uphill, because it was a view, because you see all the, the city. Yeah. To our walk. And people thought it was insane for doing it. Yeah. But I was like, I was like, I was like, just, ugh. I was like, I needed to go on a walk. I was like, mentally just like drained. I was like, I'm just going to go on this walk, because I, I want to be around nature. I don't have a car. And I don't really want to be around anyone right now. I just want to, just by myself. So I took that walk, and it was really, because you never like, when you walk around, even like through the city or, um, but you see these little pockets of like things you've just never noticed before, when the weather would be nature or like structures. And mm-hmm. it's like you get that little sense of awe or like soul searching, spirituality, as you call it. And I feel like you could find it in all those things too. <laughs> I just lost video. Nice. <laughs> I guess it's just me. Okay, but um, uh, yeah, I feel like um, basically, where was it? Oh, basically, okay, the walk. Basically, um, I lost my train. <laughs> okay, you can find the the inspiring. Okay, okay, I found it. I basically just took that walk for two hours, and people were like, "You're insane! Why would you do that?" Like, yeah, but like at the end of the day, I don't regret it because obviously I like walking and like seeing nature. But it's like I could say, like, man, I did that hard thing that no one else to have done. And like you could maybe call me crazy, but it's like I didn't do anything dangerous or anything. It was just a two hour yeah. walk uphill, and I'm like, and I got to see all these things and like nature, and it's like I felt that sense of awe yeah. spirituality. And I feel like people don't don't seek that. Yeah, venture out. the difficult part is what's the barrier. Exactly. Or right, the, and I think that's a big barrier for a lot of people. It's like they don't ever want to do anything hard. They go like, "Oh, that looks hard. I'm not gonna do that." But then they don't see that like once you do the difficult thing, a it brought a lot of meaning to yourself, right, to your life, and b there's like a satisfaction of looking at the same view that they were looking at that they just don't have. Exactly. Like I could say, I walked up here, and mm-hmm. like, you know, and I feel like that sense of difficulty. If we talk about all of the the balances in addiction again, I feel like that difficulty can be uh, the barrier that makes people default onto things, mm-hmm. like default onto like um, like unhealthy food, or default into playing video games, not work, and restraining from the different branches because not mm-hmm. all branches are created equal in this this scenario, mm-hmm. in this analogy. So maybe it's difficult to um, diet, but it's easy to exercise. So you just exercise, exercise, exercise. But you still need that difficulty to diet, you know? Like that Mm -hmm. balance. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, I think we should call it a day. I mean, this is is a really, really long. How long have we been going for? Uh, An hour 11. Dang. That was, that was pretty good. Pretty solid yeah. episode. Yeah, I started right. doing those Joe Rogan three hours. <laughs> I was thinking about that in my head. I was like, are we, are we doing two hours? Okay. Like, before right. we start, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. What did, what did we learn here today? 
Uh, yeah, be, be balanced more be balanced. than anything else. No, right? Don't be addicted. Don't be addicted. Uh, and don't be addicted by being balanced, right? Exactly. Find out those relationships and reach out to people. Because chances are, like, if, like, you're not the only one that's feeling lonely. Yeah. There's a lot of lonely people out there, mm-hmm. right? And all it takes is just, you know, for somebody to reach out to them to, like, draw them in. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and I think that's the big thing, my right? And then, oh, my battery. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll figure out how something to fix this next time. Okay. But, um, Hold on, hold on. Don't just take your hand off the trigger there. You want to end it so badly, you know. We have a little end of the show things. Okay. So basically, what we learned today is that I'm addicted to caffeine. Um, that, um, what are you, wait, pause. What are you, are you addicted to anything? Mm, not at the moment. Are you sure? Be honest yes. with us. <laughs> okay, so I'm trying to think of what I so do every we, single day. So we learned that I'm addicted to caffeine. He's apparently addicted to nothing. He's a saint sent from a higher power, I guess. And then, uh, <laughs> and we learned that everything and everything all at once is an amazing movie. Yeah, and that that's gonna be the next discussion of next episode. And um, love is the answer. Love is the answer. Okay, that's well, right. Then I think I had one more point to say. Yeah. Oh, where can we find you, Jason? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram on Jason Maddox underscore. And where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at steve.a.flores on Instagram. <laughs> it's just my regular Instagram. I don't, I'm, I've decided I'm not going to keep track of different accounts. Fair. And then, uh, yeah, if you want, like, like, to have a question answered, like, let's say you're really pondering about something or you have a question about Jason or I, you can email us at Florecast uh, podcast at gmail.com. So it's F L O R C A S T P O D C A S T at gmail.com. Yes. And here's a random picture of Flores when he was teaching. And basically, okay. um, yeah, you can find us there. And then please rate us five stars on Spotify. We're officially have a rating now. We're 4.7 stars on Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, is there anything else that we should add on? I think that's it. All right. So until next time, everybody, I have been Jason Pasegan with your Generational Divide episode. And Steve Flores with also Generational Divide episode. Have an amazing time because I don't know if you're watching this. Have an amazing time, everyone. Let's catch you next time. Yeah. Love is the answer. Bye. Bye.